Story thirteen of Maoriland Fairy Tales by Edith Howes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Story thirteen The Star Hunt. Matariki was a sky fairy. His duty was to keep his star shining brightly that it might light up the earth at night. So well did he love his star, and so faithfully did he polish it that it soon outshone all other stars. This raised fierce jealousy in the hearts of the sky fairies. Brighter and brighter grew his star, until even the people on earth began to raise their eyes in admiration. Then Tane grew jealous. He wished the people of the earth to be always praising the beauty of the trees that he had made. In his eyes, nothing could compare with them. Yet here were the foolish people gazing past his trees at Matariki's star. It will grow dim, said Kane. I will wait. But nightly the star grew brighter and more beautiful till all the world was gazing at it. The beauty of the trees was quite forgotten. Kane could bear it no longer. He sent for two of the jealous sky fairies. Help me, he said. Together we can catch this troublesome Matariki and destroy his star. The jealous sky fairies gladly promised their help. The three made plans for catching Matariki. Wait a few nights till he has forgotten your visit to me and has lost any suspicions he may now have, said Tane. Then we will rush out on him and kill him, and take his star and break it. Matariki, being kind and gentle, had friends as well as enemies. One of his friends was a little lake princess, the calm waters of whose home Matariki had used as a mirror for his star. The lake princess had been proud to be of service to Matariki, and the two had become firm friends. The princess, lying still in the soft silence of the night, overheard Tane and his friends plotting to kill Matariki. She at once determined to help him. She called the wind to her side and told him the plot. We must help Matariki, she said. What can be done? We are not strong enough to fight against Tane and the sky fairies said the wind but we can warn matariki cried the princess to-morrow i will go to skyland to tell him be here to help me in the morning the princess sent a message to the sun help me to rise to skyland the sun sent down his strongest beams the princess rose from her home in the lake and floated upwards on the golden sunbeams through the air. Light morning mists wreathed around and hid her form from Tane's eyes. The strong arms of the wind pushed her ever upwards till she reached the sky. She found Matariki, told him all the plot against his life and his star, and begged him to hide until his enemies had forgotten their anger against him. 
I cannot leave my post, little princess, said Matariki. My place is here, but I am warned and ready to fly at any moment to save my star. Go back to your lake, lest Tane see you and work you harm. Take with you the warmest thanks of Matariki for your friendliness and courage. The princess went home. The clouds sent down a little shower of rain to cover her from Tane's eyes. The wind flew to help her and to hear how she had fared. Three nights later, Tane called on the sky fairies to help him. The three rushed out together to kill Matariki, but he was warned. At the first sound of their approach, he seized the star in his hand and fled with it. With shouts of rage, the three flew after him, and the wild chase began. Matariki had the lead. He flew at headlong speed through the great spaces of the sky, winding in and out between the stars, trying to hide behind the moon. Tane rushed after him into his hiding places, just in time to see him escaping in another direction. Sky fairies scattered over the sky drew back in fear of Tane. No one was brave enough to help Matariki. Round and round the sky, the fierce chase went on. Matariki was still ahead, but he was growing weary. I must rest, he thought. I will go down to my little princess and hide in her lake. He shot down to the earth. The princess, watching the chase with her heart beating for him, was filled with joy when she saw him take refuge in the lake. Hide there and rest, she said as he sank to the cool valleys below the water. She floated up to a rock to watch lest harm should come to him. One of the sky fairies had seen Matariki go down to the lake. He hastened to Teltane. They all came down to the earth and found the princess sitting on her rock. Give up, Matariki, said Tane. The princess slid into the water out of sight. She would not give up Matariki, but her fear of Tane would not let her answer him. Matariki lay quietly at the bottom of the lake, while Tane shouted angrily above it. I will drive him out, said one of the jealous fairies. He flew to the other side of the lake and sang a magic song to draw the waters to him. In a few minutes, the lake heaped itself up at the end, and Matariki was left uncovered. Again he had to rise and flee. He left the earth. Once more the chase went on in the sky. Matariki had rested and could fly faster, while his enemies were growing wearied. I shall soon tire them out and be free he thought joyfully. Poor Matariki, he was too hopeful. Tane saw that the race was over. Something must be done at once, he said. We shall never catch him now. Give me something to throw at his star. We may at least break that. He seized a star and hurled it with all his force. There was a crash, a cry of despair from Matariki, his splendid star fell in seven pieces. Tane laughed. 
he picked up the broken pieces and threw them far into the southern sky i do not think the earthmen will gaze at the wonderful star now he said their eyes will turn again to the beauty of my trees the three went away triumphant leaving matariki gazing with sad eyes at his broken star the seven pieces still shine on in the southern sky earthmen point to them and call them little eyes see they say through them look down the eyes of brave men who have died in battle and have been taken to the upper world the lake princess still loves to see them shining in the waters of her lake for they belong to matariki who is her friend and matariki's heart still aches for the lost splendour of his star End of story 13 Recording by Maria Brooke New Zealand